about the abundantly blessed. We want the abundant blessings of God, but so many times we're not willing to be obedient in order to receive. We talk about reaping and sowing and sowing and reaping, but we're not willing to sow in order so that we can reap. Ever wonder about that? For those who remember Pastor Dan, he taught you a lot about sowing and reaping. I pulled Pastor Dan this morning and I took up the offering myself. Now, I'm not as bold as old Dan, because some of you I would have looked at and said, don't be grabbing that dollar out of there, give me your biggest bill. That was old Pastor Dan. Jesus doesn't deserve your tip. (laughs) Jesus deserves your best offering. And can I tell you something? Some of you should have been shouting praise God this morning as an offering of praise to the Lord because of what he has recently done. How do I know? Because you were so excited to share your testimony before Sunday school. And so you should have been shouting during worship. We have some songs here that if you were shouting, he would have never talked. If you don't want Jason to get up and give you long explanations of things, start shouting and he won't have to. (laughs) The only reason Jason feels like he needs to talk and bloviate is because you're just sitting there with a spirit of religion instead of having a spirit of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Going through the motions. We say, are you washed in the blood? I was waiting for, I could have started it, but nobody clapped. Amazing grace, you should have been shouting. Have you, are you not saved? He gave me beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Some of you rather stay mourning instead of having joy. And some of you are mourning this morning because you did not put the Word of God into practice in your life. We want to be abundantly blessed. I said to the Lord this morning after I took the offering, let me be loving because all of a sudden the spirit of prophet came upon me again. When I passed the plate this morning, there was offerings and tithes missing. This was a pay week. How do I know it? Because I got paid. Now this is between you and the Lord, but you are in disobedience to God if you did not tithe this morning if you got paid this week. Am I right or wrong? Is what does the Bible teach? Does that money belong to you to spend? No. That 10% does not belong to you. In fact, none of that money belongs to you, but God allows you to keep 90%. Everything you have is from the Father above. None of that belongs to you. Your car, your house, your kids, your food, nothing. 
Isn't that what the Bible teaches? You've heard Jason get up here and talk about that. He doesn't want just 10%. He wants all of you. You've heard Jason say that to you. Is that not what the Bible said? But if you got paid this week and you did not give and you using that money elsewhere, what does he say? You have robbed God. How have I robbed you? In tithes and in offerings. And if I don't, as your pastor, tell you these things, when we stand before Christ, you can accuse me of not warning you. I don't want you coming up and going, what did you tell me? It's because you haven't been paying attention. I've tried to do it softly and gently. That's what I believe in. Softly and gently and listen to the Holy Spirit. Do what you're supposed to do. But if you don't give what belongs to God, you are robbing him, not me. And I want to see you abundantly blessed. Does that make sense? I want you to be so blessed, your socks get blessed off of you. Because when you come to church, you're so blessed. You, you're like, I'm standing on holy ground. i got to take off my shoes and socks because I want to be honoring the Lord. Abundantly blessed. Is Jesus not able to bless you? Is Jesus not able to provide? Is Jesus not able to heal you? Where's our faith, people? But we took more trust in earthly treasure and earthly doctors than we do in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hmm. I am believing God for a healing in my own life. How about you? Lord Jesus, I thank you for this message this morning. Lord, just help the folks to know that their pastor loves them and he wants to see them so blessed. But Heavenly Father, I'm so concerned that, that some of our folks who know better, they're supposed to be mature Christians in the faith, don't always act like it. And we're all guilty of it at times. All of us. Lord, we, we studied First Peter this morning in Sunday school. What a great lesson that Jason brought to us. But Lord, it talks about living holy and living obediently to you. And, and, and Lord, it talks about living graciously. And Lord, if we had time to get deep, it's like Jason and I were saying that we needed another hour because of the great truths we were learning this morning. We had an overview today. Lord, touch us, I pray. Speak to our hearts. Lord, I want you to speak to our hearts and Lord, open up your word to us in Jesus' name. Lord, as I said from the beginning, we have miracles that need to take place in our church, in our community, 
in our states, Lord. We need revival. We pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jason, you know how we know we need revival? Because we weren't shouting in worship this morning when we should have been shouting. You even pleaded for a while. We weren't shouting when we needed... They were, we were kind of like, we're just going to be quiet. And there's nothing wrong with quiet worship, but you know what? It was not seeking God type this morning until the very end, which was terrific. You know, if we're obedient to God and we're living for Him... He will make us abundantly satisfied. He will make us abundantly satisfied. Let, let's look at Psalm 36, verse 7. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Hmm. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. How loving kind, how much more loving does God need to prove himself to us to put our trust under his wings? They are set abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. Wow. And you give them drink from the river of your pleasure. You know that river flows out from under his throne according to Revelations? We sing about it sometimes. There is a fountain whose streams make glad. That's the river is talking about. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see. What happens is we don't stay in the light of the Word of God when we don't practice what the Word says, and so we walk around bumping into things. You know, if we stayed in His light, we would understand what the Word of God says. Would we not? And we would do it. The church in America is such a church that compromises all the time because we don't want to step on anybody's toes. But you know what? Jesus is coming too soon. I got to get you ready. Rapture's coming. Now, let me ask you a question. If I didn't get you ready, would you be happy with me if you didn't go in the rapture? Come on. Would you really want to stay below? When God, the rest of the saints are going above? Don't believe me? Read about those ten virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. Did five of them stay in the light? No. What did they do? They let their oil run out. Why? They didn't have enough oil in their life. What do you mean? They didn't 
build up their treasure in heaven enough to keep the oil in their lamps burning. So all of a sudden they had to run to town. And by the time they found the one who could give them oil, the Holy Spirit, they get back and the rapture already happened, the gates were closed and they were shut and they were weeping and crying because they were shut outside of the gate and the gatekeeper said, I don't know who you are, the bridegroom's already come. You're too late. He's talking about the rapture there. Can we be wise? Now, I'm not just talking... Now, you could, say, you could refer back to the tithes and offering, but I'm not talking about just tithes. I'm talking about the whole counsel of God here. What does the Word of God say? What does the Word of God say? Do we live right? Do we give in to our sinful desires? Do we allow our lusts to lead us? Oh, my word. That's happened to a few of us, haven't it? We allowed our lust to get in our way and lead us instead of Christ leading us. So we've done stupid things. Did not Peter use the word ignorance? Aren't you glad the Bible tells it how it is? Sometimes we're just plain ignorant, aren't we? It's not like we, we planned on being disobedient. We were just ignorant. Even though we've read it a hundred times in the Word of God, we shouldn't do this and we shouldn't do that and we better do this and we better do that and we're ignorant and we allow our lust to get us carried away. Do we not? We allow that lust of the video game to get to us. Oh, you thought I was talking about just fleshy old lust that makes us want to have desire for somebody else. I'm talking about any kind of lust. Lust for another slice of chocolate cake, and so we leave a little slice <laughs> left on the plate, and we eat the rest of the cake. Jeremy. <laughs> You're of the age. It's okay. You, don't, you can get rid of the weight so quick. The rest of us, we no. couldn't eat like that. No? no. But we allow things. If we put our motorcycle ahead of God, Tim, that's lust. But if we put God first before our motorcycle, broom, broom, broom. Then God can use our motorcycle for His glory. If you're using your Xbox just to have lust because you've got to get in there and play that game, and we feed the Xbox more than we feed our soul. However, if you're putting God first, and I know some people who use their Xbox because it's the only way they can talk to people, to put God first and preach on there, that's a whole different story. But when, but when we get carried away and we waste money and we, we bow down, and you know, sometimes we spend more money on our games than we ever do on God and His kingdom. Wow, we're only $2,000 short now. Hallelujah. But you know what? I can't make up that money no more. I made the mistake of doing that for you folks. And then I got in trouble with the state of Minnesota and they sent me a bill. What do you mean? They did it. They didn't like the fact that we gave so much money to church. So they sent us a bill. And we paid it. And I don't, I don't care. I'll, you know what? God's given me 
and Lorraine, the gift of giving. And we're happy to give. But you know what? Sometimes we like to give to Missionary Joe because of the work he's doing instead of just putting it into the church because everybody expects the pastor to carry the whole load. And then I can't help Missionary Joe who's doing a fantastic job in South America getting souls saved and people are getting healed in his services. You know, and I didn't plan on, by the way, I, let me just say, and I'm going to leave this now. I never planned on taking up the offering myself by passing the play. Holy Spirit told me to do that this morning. I don't need another job. Jason, you need another job? No, thanks. No. I could have grabbed Jeremy and he could have just mm. pretend he was Tiny Tim. Please, sir, give us more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, that's Oliver Twist. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah it works. <laughs> I was just thinking because he has the crutch, you know. <laughs> Please, sir. <laughs> but the Lord told me just to pass the plate and watch and see. And then the Holy Spirit added to the sermon. God wants to make us abundantly satisfied. And the only way that happens, it starts by accepting Jesus into your heart. Because let me tell you something, God the Father wants to have a relationship with you. But that relationship only starts with Jesus. Outside of Jesus, there is no approaching God the Father, is there? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except how? By me. We got some sad news this week, and for those who are on the prayer chain, I hope you're praying for, for Dakota. Yes. Dakota came to our VBSs, and he would come to our Wednesday night program, and Dakota gave his heart to the Lord years ago. However, just like Paul said in the last days, he got led astray. Pray for him. Pray for him. You see, the problem is Dakota didn't build on his relationship with Jesus. And so somebody came along with a false doctrine. What did Paul say about false doctrine? If an angel or somebody comes to you, or I myself come to you preaching another doctrine, what should we, what should we say to them? Let them be accursed. So pray for Dakota that that false doctrine that's been brought to him will be accursed in his life. You know what he's, Paul's saying? Let him go straight to hell. That's... If Paul was just writing to the bikers, that's how he would, he would say. If somebody comes preaching to you a false doctrine, let them go to hell. That's how, if he was just talking to the bikers. But no, he, he, he wanted to make sure he could talk to all the ladies here too. <laughs> so he said, let them be accursed. Because the ladies would be going, Paul, how, how could you say that? Let them go to hell. Paul, come on, there's children in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul being polite you know what sometimes he's not that polite but being polite he said I'm letting him be accursed but you know what cursed means is stronger than just letting him go to hell it means their doctrine will come to nothing right their doctrine 
will be destroyed. Because it's the doctrine that they're teaching that needs to be cursed and destroyed. And the person who's doing it needs to get saved. So pray for those two idiots. I'm sorry. Peter said, we do fleshy things. We are disobedient to the word out of our own ignorance. That's why I said these two ignorant people, that they would get saved before it's too late. Because you know what? Right now they're acting like antichrists. And John told us we see a lot of antichrists in the world. We've seen them since Jesus went back to heaven. But outside of Jesus, there's no approaching God the Father. And so pray for Dakota that he turns to Jesus only and reaches out to the Father and lets the Holy Spirit, oh Lord, touch Dakota right now in Jesus' name. Touch him right now, Holy Spirit. Lead him away from turning away, Lord, from going astray. Lord, he does not need to be counted in amongst those who are becoming apostate in these last days. But Lord, that he would run to you. Lord, let him see by your Holy Spirit, by your word, by bring Christians into his life that will minister to him the truth. Help him see the error of this false doctrine in Jesus' name. The Bible says Jesus came to give life. That we might have it more abundantly. Don't believe me? What does John 10.10 say? (laughs) The thief, oh that jerk, does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now, wait a second. We let the thief... Let me tell you something, folks. We let this thief steal and lie to us because we let him. We do. Some of you are having trouble, troubles that you never thought you'd have. It's because we allowed the thief to come along to destroy us, to kill us, to steal from us. Let me tell you something. Jesus said, I will restore everything the canker worm has eaten. Isn't that good news? And sometimes we just allow him to steal from us because it's in our ignorance or our lust of the flesh. Because we get our eyes on something we didn't really need. Uh, Robin just doesn't know, but he, Jason went out and bought himself a Lamborghini because he just had to have it. <laughs> oh, he had to have it. Even though they can't afford it at all, he went ahead and he used Jeremy's credit score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went out and bought, his, bought himself a Lamborghini. Actually, he wanted the car from Back to the Future, but they don't make those anymore. Now that would be foolish, wouldn't it? Yep. And then, then Robin would say, we have no money to pay any of our bills. We're paying for a $100,000 car or whatever it costs for a Lamborghini oh, yeah. these days. Right? What did you do to us? 
well, the thief came along, blinded my eyes, didn't let me, and I was in my ignorance and my lust, wasn't thinking, and I went out and did this thing. So the th we allow the thief to come along and steal from us. Come along to destroy us. And I don't think Jason and Robin would be very happy with each other if he actually did. And, and, and for all those on the podcast, um, trust me, Jason did not go out and buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> He's still driving around in his old uh, Pontiac that he has to pray over every time they get in it to keep going. You would swear he was driving a Ford. I'm sorry for all those Ford lovers out there, but you would swear he was driving a Ford. <laughs> the thief's job from the beginning of time has always been to come to kill and to destroy. What did he do with Adam and Eve? He, in their ignorance and their, he used their ignorance and their lust, and Adam and Eve sinned, and what do we have ever since? Death and destruction. My word, our poor brother Tim and is going through, lost 25 pounds, Mickey. I'm doing great. I'm glad. Did you ask because I have a praise report? Give it now. When I got to Fargo that day, the doctor said, I'm sure you probably got a 99% blockage. And when they got done with the test, he came back and he said, I'm amazed. You have hardly anything. You don't even need medication. Hallelujah! Give a lot of praise! Now, we've been believing. We've been praying. Now we're going to believe for her lungs to be healed. Jesus said, I've come to give you life. And not just any old life, that they may have it more, what? Abundantly. Why do we accept lack, luster, life, when he said, I've come to give you life and more abundantly? Amen. Where's our faith? Where's our believing? My word, when I prayed for Jeremy earlier, I expected him to get up and just act on faith and start shouting. Amen! I, when I prayed over Jeremy this morning from the pulpit, I just expected him to jump up and throw the crutches down and start running around the room because he had faith to believe that Jesus would heal him. But you know what? The paralytic, he says, rise, take up your bed and walk. And the man got up. He got up. He had to act on his faith. See, we, we, we haven't taught you how to act. We've just taught you about faith. We haven't taught you how to act. And that's all of our fault. Because we haven't been acting on our own faith. So we can't go ahead and say, well, Jeremy didn't get it because he lacks faith. No, my word, shut up. Now you're being ignorant. <laughs> You're acting like you're better than everybody else. Oh, I'm better than Jeremy. If I had been Jeremy, I would have been. I would have been. Shut up. The thief comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. And by the way, can I tell you something about the thief? He's a liar. Do you think maybe the reason why you're having trouble in your marriage is because the thief has come along? Come on. Do you think maybe the reason why you're having trouble with your kids 
because a thief comes along? Do you ever wonder about that woman in your life? Maybe it's because a thief came along. Hello. Well, not everybody here is married, so, yeah. Do you ever wonder about? Put it in there. Maybe the thief has come along. And what does he start with? He starts with a bunch of lies. Why? Because he wants to steal from you. He wants to kill you. And he wants to destroy you. Put it this way. He wants to steal your love for one another. He wants to kill your marriage. Hello? And he wants not only kill it, he wants to destroy it. You know what we need to do is say, in Jesus' name I rebuke you, you old snake in the grass, you thief, you ugly old piece of thing that Jesus put under his foot. I heard somebody say this morning that they, they got mad at the devil and started telling him so. Their granddaughter heard it. What's so wrong with that? Why? What's he been trying to do to you? But Jesus says, I've come to give you life. Hallelujah. Not just life. Oh, I know he wants to give me eternal life. No, no, no. He said a life abundantly. That's not just there in heaven, but that's here too. You know how when you have abundant life, you can go through suffering with joy in your heart? You know, my, my grandmother went through cancer. It ate her up. You know what? I never heard one complaint that she blamed God for it. She knew the thief came to destroy her. She knew that the thief came to kill her. She knew this verse. And you know what? She knew what Jesus had done for him. She was saved by the blood of the Lamb. And so she wasn't a complainer. Oh my word. Oh glory to God. If you are saved, you have Jesus Christ living in you. And we're, we, we get this when he's talking about being the good shepherd. Oh my word, he is there for you as your shepherd. Are you letting him shepherd you? And because he's our good shepherd, and because he's given us life, and more abundantly, I'm going to say something. Because we all need to be reminded, he needs to start taking authority. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, Satan. Get out of my house. I rebuke you, Satan. Get out of my marriage. In the name of Jesus. You've got to do it in Jesus' name because when you say Jesus, he flees. He is so scared of Jesus, he flees. How do I? Because the Bible says so. You say it in Jesus' name, he runs. Why do we let him have any authority in our life, the old slew foot, that thief? Why do we do it? Because we get our eyes off the prize. That prize of being Jesus Christ. And we all do it. Every single one of us here does it. I'm not just preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself. Oh, pastor, you're preaching to the choir. You know who sometimes needs the most preaching is the choir. (laughs) Jason's found that. Boy, the choir needs preaching too. We need 
need to be reminded to take authority. You have authority in Jesus' name. But pastor, what if, it, what if I take authority and, 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 and he still doesn't change? That's not up to you to change him. That's the Holy Spirit's job. You take authority over your own life and over your children's life and over your marriage. And even though somebody, you might be going through a rough time, and your husband all of a sudden decides he's going to divorce you anyhow, you still have faith to believe that God's going to make everything right because he's given you life and life abundantly. And you just take authority and you say, Devil, I'm not going to let you steal from me no more. And listen, if you are going through that, God, I have read miracles that he's divorced her, he's moved to another place, God made him so miserable that all of a sudden he comes back to Jesus' moment, and all of a sudden he's calling her up on the phone, hey honey. <laughs> and I've seen marriages get restored, all because you put him first. Don't let fear, as I preached last week, fear is your enemy. Perfect love, who is Jesus, casts out fear. You know why we don't tithe? We let fear, I said I was going to leave it alone, but I'm coming back to it because the Holy Spirit just told me. You know why we don't tithe? We allow fear to get in the way. i got to pay that bill. How much more can God pay it when you put him first. But we let fear get in the way. And so the devil goes, ah! <laughs> Oh, I got you now. You let fear. And I live in fear. Woo! Yeah, he does live in fear, doesn't he? Because every time you say Jesus, he runs away. Come on. Come on, think about it. And every time we get fearful, he can operate. No. Lord Jesus, I rebuke this fear in Jesus' name. And Lord, you are that perfect. You live in me. I'm telling you, I got stuck in a snowstorm coming home from Searsport, Maine. It was not a short trip. There was a snow coming down. And not only did we have a snowstorm going on, but the fog had rolled in. I couldn't see the road in front of me. I was hoping the, the guy who was driving ahead of me, who left the tracks in the snow, knew where he was going. I had a feeling that any time I was going to be pulling up, as a Mainer would say, into their dooryard and parking and knocking on their door. <laughs> but I said, wait a second, the Lord says, perfect, perfect love casts out fear. And guess what I said all the way home? Per Perfect love. I just kept on quoting that scripture over and over again because I wasn't going to let fear have place in my life. And all of a sudden, I saw the bridge. The big old suspension bridge that goes between Verona Island and the mainland. And there it was. And I all lit up, and I'm going, praise you, Jesus. I'm glad I didn't let fear. There it is, uh, what I've been looking for. And I got across the bridge and across the island and to the smaller bridge over back onto the mainland. And I was back in Bucksport. And it was all lit up the rest of the way. No fog. And I got home. And I just rejoiced in my Savior, saying, thank you, Jesus. That Holy Spirit, you reminded me of that verse. And I didn't have to live in fear and let that fear 
fear just get a hold of me all the way home because I knew by trusting in you, you were going to lead me in to safe shores. But you've got to understand that something. The highway that goes, Highway 3, well, whatever highway number it is, I can't. The highway that goes along from Searsport back to Bucksport is all along cliffs. During the day, beautiful vistas of the ocean. What did Jesus say? Take authority. What did Jesus say? I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Isn't Jesus able? Isn't he able? If he created all things, isn't he able to take care? Take care of your problems? What does Ephesians say? Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 says, Now to him who is able... Mm, okay, I don't need to preach anymore, do I? <laughs> now to him who is able... But listen to this. To do exceedingly... Abundantly, oh, I love this part. Above all, can you say all? all. Say all. all. Good. Above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. What is that power that works in us? The Holy Ghost. Why have we forgotten about the Holy Spirit? My word. I almost thought my brother was, what are you talking about? The whole, nobody understands. We're a Pentecostal church. If anybody understands the Holy Ghost and who he is, it's supposed to be we Pentecostals. But then I, I forget, we're not as Pentecostal as we used to be. Right on. I don't think there's a Pentecostal church in America that's as Pentecostal as they used to be. How sad is that? That's why we need a great awakening. That's why we need revival. I was listening to Donnie Swaggart the other day. He says the only reason that we're not hearing about people get filled with the Holy Ghost is because preachers aren't preaching on it anymore. My word, I was preaching on the Holy Ghost so much a few years ago, I had people all upset with me all the time. My word, I'll never forget Brooke, coming down front, we had that guest speaker. I couldn't believe he was an evangelist because he didn't know how to do an altar call. But Lord, we loved him anyway. And I thank God for him because boy, oh boy, did he speak to Brooke's heart that night. I don't care, whoever, there was all these people down on the altar, but I'll tell you what, Brooke came down and he spoke to her heart because why? The Holy Spirit did the job. All I can do is preach the word, and the Holy Spirit does the rest. She came down front. My word, she came down. She was standing over there by the, over towards the kitchen there. And, and he just turned the, everything over, and he went over to the corner and prayed. Okay, that's fine. You pray, and I'll work. I don't care. I walked up to, I really didn't. When God wants to move, I want to move with him. I walked up to Brooke. She was there to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I just went up and I said, in Jesus' name. And the next thing you know, she goes, Timber! 
I mean, her faith was so alive. She went down and she came up speaking in tongues. We didn't have to pray long. We didn't have to have the sweat pouring down. Oh Lord! No, the faith, her faith was ignited. Why? Because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we ask or think. Think about that. Come on. Think about that. What are you asking for? That you almost seem as almost seems like it's impossible. To him. Oh, I'm not going to get there yet. I got to go over here first. I got, a fr I got a friend in here who wants his book published by a real publisher. Well, he's had a real publisher publish his book, but he wants a publisher that's going to pay him, not the other way around. I've been trying to get him to get together with Brother Tom Horn. I just think that if we got uh, Jason together with Tom Horn, we wouldn't see him for days, neither would his wife, because they're, they're almost on the same, they almost share the same brain. <laughs> the same wavelength. I mean, they would have such, they would have such a, they would be like two friends coming together that have known each other since kindergarten, and one of them is so old that there's no way they could have been in kindergarten together. That's how, I mean, I listen to Tom, and Tom calls, and he always says, everybody thinks I'm crazy. He says, I suppose I am, because I just live by the word of God. Do you know how hard it is to get published? Especially in the Christian market today? Do you know how hard that is? But he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we think. What? Or that we ask. You know what? Jesus says you have not because you ask not. What haven't you been asking for? So what is that power that works in us? Be careful there, my brother. You're okay. You're okay. For those at home, one of our brothers walked into a door with his crutch. Oh, Lord, heal that boy. Thank you, Jesus. Who's that power again? It's supposed to be the Holy Spirit. Uh-oh. Jason? It's one of those uh-oh moments. But do we always allow the Holy Spirit to be the power in our life? Mm. Sometimes we give the power over to a relationship. Sometimes we give the power over to Xbox. Sometimes we give the power over to our kids. Sometimes we give the power over to man. I'm talking about teachers, political parties. Who's supposed to be the power in our life? The Holy Spirit. We need to trust Him and let Him have the power.
It's a good thing I wasn't singing Let It Rain Down. <laughs> That's what happens when you've led worship for years and all of a sudden... <laughs> Especially when I'm, I'm, I'm coming in for a landing. You see, and do you think this is by accident? No. It goes back to the verse we read before. It goes back to John. And by the way, I would never tell anybody if you need to go to the bathroom not to go. <laughs> I got accused of that once. You told me I couldn't use the bathroom. I never said that. If you've got to go, you've got to go. <laughs> However, you've got to ask yourself the question, do I have to go now because I've got to go right now? Or do I have to go right now because I'm being distracted? I'm not like Paul. Paul would preach all day and until late in the evening. And hopefully he wouldn't let Nicholas sit in a windowsill. <laughs> Paul preached so long, what, did he, what happened? The young man who was sitting in the windowsill fell out of the window and landed. They were up in the upper story, fell down. <sighs> When he landed, he ended up being dead. What did Paul do? He says, this is not acceptable. Walk down. He says, I'm right in the middle of my sermon. It's been five hours, but I'm right in the middle of my sermon. I'm getting ready to get to the punchline of my sermon. Walked back downstairs. The Bible goes downstairs to where the boy was lying. Lays hands on him. Resurrects him up from the dead. Boy jumps back up. What does Paul do? He says, let's go back upstairs to church. And the Bible says he goes back to preaching. <laughs> you know, we Americans don't have that kind of patience. <laughs> verse 21 says, Now, let's read verse 20 and 21 together. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory. To him be the glory, great things he has done. So love thee the world that he gave his own son. Oh my word, when we sing that, when the worship team sings that song, you guys can't help but shout. To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I was listening to a charismatic preacher the other day as she was going on and on and she left this verse out. I'm going, how can you leave this verse out? The whole thing about Ephesians is all about this verse. Well, I 
got this new word. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm glad the Holy Spirit was speaking to you, the new word into your heart so that you can impart it to us. Oh, glory to God. It's not really new because as Solomon says, there's nothing new under the sun. So it's not, and it doesn't belong to you anyway. It belongs to the Holy Spirit. So he gave you, and he imparted a new word into your heart because he opened up the word of God to you. Now you're giving what you receive to us. And then you forget to say, to him be all the glory. Because you know what? I can't do it in myself. And it's the Holy Spirit that imparts the word. To him, I can't heal. He can. But I can be allowed, I can allow him to use me and have faith to believe. You know, the problem is we don't have enough Oral Roberts anymore. You know, he wasn't perfect. But the one thing he was, he had faith to believe that God could use him. And he never took the glory. People say, oh, Brother Roberts, you've healed something. I haven't done a thing. It was all about him. He did all the work. All the glory goes to God the Father because of Jesus, his Son. Oh, come this morning. Jesus wants to do exceedingly more than we ask or we think. I'm going to challenge you to come this morning. I move things out of the way of the altars. We need to get back to the altars. I'm going to challenge you to come this morning. Because Jesus wants to do exceedingly more than what we ask or think. My word. You want that book published? Come this morning. You want that healing? Come this morning. You got a problem going on in your home? Come this morning. Come. Let the Lord touch your life. Because He wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, that we ask or think. Bring it to Jesus this morning and let him pour out to you. Do you have faith to believe? Come. Come this morning. Sarah, can you play softly, softly and tenderly Jesus is calling? We got it. 